unique. You may have sin issues in your life. You may have weakness. You may have low spiritual IQ. If you have a yes in your heart, God looks at the heart. He doesn't look at the spiritual understanding you have, the charisma you have, any number of things. He looks at the heart. All you need is a yes in your heart. Yes, God. Period. Whatever that looks like, whatever he wants to do, yes, God. You can even be afraid. If you aren't a little bit afraid, probably something wrong. But bravery wouldn't be needed if there wasn't some fearful things ahead of us. So, it's been about since 2006 that I've been gathering. Didn't know what else to do with it. Out of the overflow of a man's heart speaks. God started pouring into my heart what I perceived his vision for the planet and this little dot in central Kentucky, Wilmer. And most of the time over the last 16 years as I've shared that, on a high percentage, there's been cross eyes and uh, yawning or shaking their heads. And uh, sometimes uh, it's probably been mostly because I didn't articulate it the right way or I shared it at the wrong time. Um, and as Chris said, we see it dimly. We prophesy it in part. But I, to this day, I believe that I've been faithful with what he's put in my heart. Amen. And I still believe after uh, a long time of suffering, and I think it's because of that belief that a lot of suffering has come. Because uh, God sent a promise to Joseph about what was coming in the future. And that very promise brought him a lot of pain. Uh, he didn't handle things perfectly. He was probably a little bit too quick to talk about his visions and probably a little bit too arrogant. I'm sure I was. But I still believe. I won't give up. This one. I don't have much more than that decision. Both the negative part and the positive. No, I won't give up. And yes, Jesus. Whatever that looks like. Suffering to a whole new level when I said yes at the end of 2014 when God said start this work. I didn't pursue it. I didn't even know what he was talking about, but I just said yes. You know, almost eight years later, this is this is where we are. So Some beautiful people, which is you, who somehow chosen to hang around. And we're not the source of God's move. The town isn't the source of what God's going to do in the nation. 
God made a promise to me as much as I can believe it in 2011, 11 years ago, when I was still living in Lexington, Karis, and it was in the middle of the night. And uh, in a dream, God said to me, you won't bring the revival. I think I'd probably call it something different now, just the move. You won't bring the move, Travis, but I'll let you open the door. And I was, at this time, five years into believing for this vision, and the suffering hadn't gone to an city at that point, so uh, I was ready. I, and I think my heart was pure in this, although I still had a selfish ambition that he had to kill. But I was like, I mean, I'm ready to, to lead the global thing, God. I'm ready to work with the crew who just brings it to the planet. And yeah, there was some unperceived hubris in that. But I think there was purity. It's like, I just want to play my role and, and do whatever I can to bring you glory and to help people, to love people. And now, 11 years later, I still believe that. And I've said for the last seven or eight years that I'm going to let you open the door. That you was a plural. There's a little crew, a crew of a few who God has invited to play a humble role. Davey and I talk about this a lot. To just be a butler in his house. And that is my vision that I believe is not my own for this house is that we would just be a butler not something to brag about to serve it. a butler just opens up the door to the master and he opens up the door to the guests of the master I don't know exactly what form the door opening will take in this little house, but I invite you yet again in a new official way into that butler role, which in function form is called dwelling ministries. Um, And I believe that's what this meeting in homes is all about. It's just another way that we can say yes. And I don't know if we'll just, I don't know what form it will ultimately take, but I believe God wants us to continue these weekly gatherings corporately together, all together. And with prayer and discernment, I think we are at a point where I can share some details about how I best know, how we best know to lead us into saying yes to Jesus. So we are, I am going to invite you in the midst of your busy lives, I get it, to pursue this, to open up your heart and pursue what we're going to try to do. Three months of regular meeting in homes. 
where there's probably four groups and there's one house for each group, one home that hosts. And there is a couple um, in each home, doesn't have to be the owners. There might be some people who host and then there's a different couple who facilitates, who oversees. Four uh, married couples were on our hearts as we talk to be facilitators, to be elders. In just three months, guys, we can, again, I don't, you know, I, I refuse to put any pressure on anybody. This is not a pressure. This is an invitation. But as for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord by doing what I best know and say yes to this invitation. And I believe they'll be blessed because just as we are called to open the door to those who are wanting more from the master, our first holy privilege and honor is to open the door to the master himself. In Revelation 3, Jesus was speaking to the believers. He said, behold, look, I stand at the door. And I knock. He who hears me, hears my voice, and opens, not just the hearer, the doer of the word, and opens to me, I will come in and I will eat with him. I will eat with that person. I will eat with that house. And so I, I've, I've been reticent especially the last couple of years and especially the last year, I, have, and I don't know if you've noticed, but I haven't even spoken a message here in over a year. I just felt restrained from God. But I'm not saying it's all. It's been maybe it's been so my, my own fear. I, I didn't for a long time, and God considered myself fearful. And I know it was a grace. I believe I was bold. But I've never been more aware of my, my fears and then all the trouble that comes. Do not fret. It only leads to trouble. And I wanted God and I wanted this move and I wanted to love his people and help his people for a long time. But for the last several years, it seems to be increasing. I don't want it. I don't feel like I have the strength left to want it, but I need it. I need what God has for me to help me. And I need us to come together and love. But I can't do it. I can't do what I need to be done for me, and I can't do it for you. I've tried <laughs> all kinds of ideas actions but I believe there's just one small step of opening up our hearts hearing him knock and opening up the door and say okay Jesus come in our homes come in our homes we'll meet with you in the homes so we're going to pursue it I, I'm going to pursue the leadership and we're going to try to do it once a week in these four different homes. So if you feel called, anybody in here, if you feel called and say, yeah, I want to make a space
for Jesus to dwell in my home and meet with a small group, then please talk to me. And I, I think, you know, you'll just feel warm and good about it, you know? Or either that will speak so clearly to you, it's not a matter of what you feel. You're just like, oh, Lord said it though, okay? He loves to give you the warm, fuzzy peace or the clear word. Either one work. I love both, but sometimes they don't come that way. So we're going to try this out for three months, September, October, November. We're going to have one couple who, in each home, who facilitates. And then we'll see where we go from there. We'll probably switch it up next semester. I don't know. Maybe it'll be less frequent. I mean, it's ambitious to go for once a week. I know that's ambitious. I know it seems like a lot. But I mean, we're like one-seventh of what they did after Pentecost daily they met. Like, well, we, it, with that, we are starting off um, with a meager step. But it is going to take that. That is a practical way to say yes. That's going to have some cost, especially those with kids and music lessons, swim lessons and soccer and Spanish. Those are just some of Zion's activities, whatever. But I'm calling you to this. And uh, so please talk to me if you feel like in your heart you would like to open up your home for that. And then we will work with facilitators, elders, couples, and the people whose homes. And we will find out and match up which elders have a day. It could be an evening during the week. It could be a Sunday morning because right now we're meeting on Sunday or Saturday nights. Whatever days work for the host in their home and the elders. So we'll pair them together. And then you can choose which house that you meet in, which best fits your schedule. I just believe it all work out. There's no condemnation if it just doesn't work for you, if you can't do it every week. I'm just inviting you to pursue this. I believe there'll be blessing. And I believe this is just, this is actually a step of opening the door that will lead to our next butler role. Okay, I'm gonna keep reminding, it's a humble role, okay? Not something to hold up and brag. This butler role of opening up the door that will bless this town. And I agree with what Chris says. As we receive God's unfathomable movement and his move, his, his coming in this town, I believe as he's calling us to be butlers, after we let God's people in, our first job is to wash their feet. Butler and foot washer. And then we model. We model for this town. Not in an arrogant way. See how I minister. We say, hey, it's not complicated. You want to come down here and clean toes? Seriously. And then that dovetails. And if we can come together as the church of Wilmore and be known as a foot washing city and bring people in from Los Angeles and they get the bug, where out there it's all about getting to the top, higher and higher, being more glorified, even in the church. And we can have a few humans who catch the foot washing bug 
and they go back to that city and the church of Los Angeles begins to shine as a foot washing community, whatever goes on in LA goes viral in our nation and the world. As California goes, so goes this nation. As goes this nation, so goes the planet. I'm inviting you, if you can receive it, it is fantastic. It is huge. It could be confused with being prideful and vain, but I don't know how else to say this after 16 years of it being pumped into my heart. I believe we are being called to a greatness that has global impact here in this city. And I believe those of you who are hearing me now are being called to be a part of the frontline crew who are butlers, who, who is a corporate butler for Jesus Christ and his beautiful bride. And that we would consider others above ourselves. That we would consider them. That we would just delight to serve them. First serving here in Wilmore, serving in Nicholasville, and then we could be a shining beacon and just model. Jesus said, you see, this is what I'm doing. I want you guys to do this. Wash feet. And if we could get a foot washing virus that spread throughout this nation, the nations would look to us, who've been the kind of like the spoiled brat, rich kid, and all of a sudden, everybody loves this story. When the rich kid with all the skills and money, when he becomes the servant of all, when he becomes the good guy, what, what's Kenya going to think when we say, oh, we just want to wash your feet? We don't want to like build a government and tell you how to do it and show you how great we are in America. We are blessed to be a blessing. And I am calling for that vision here. I'm standing on it, and I don't care what it costs me. I mean, I'm hoping oh, most of the suffering, like Joseph's suffering season is done. I hope, but where else am I going to go? If it's 16 more years of it, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Father, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your communication to us and and the prophetic ministry that you give, the words you speak from heaven. Help us be humble and receive what you're saying to us. Keep confusion and delusion far from us. Show us how to be your butler. Show us how to serve your beautiful bride. Make us the greatest foot washers. And help us help other people to come into that greatness. And may they be greater than us. Let us lay our lives down in love. And I just ask you very personally, but also in the midst of your people in the assembly, Please do it soon, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, you're dismissed. Please, some volunteers help Uncle Tim uh, back up the music stuff. Uh, 
and we're going to eat some goodies and celebrate Joseph turning 45. Uh, blessings, and uh, let's do this.